live again on this wonderful world, the online streaming. Hi, everyone. Again, see you on this wonderful podcast. I'm always happy to, to see many people and to connect the community all together. So, yeah. And this weekend, on Friday night, we have this wonderful, wonderful workshop with coming with the Swazzle team. So I bring it in the screen so you can have the picture of it. So it's Patrick and Sean who do this workshop on our Patreon uh, members. And it's how to create quality puppet mouth palettes. So it will be really interesting about like building. And I even convert non-puppeteers to be part of the Patreon and just learn about how to make puppets. So yeah, it's it's really amazing to to yeah, bring more uh, popularity around this art that I cherish, but I think many people cherish that art and we discover many, many other puppeteers and we connect. So that's my little start. So tonight I connect with a, another podcaster uh, who talks about puppetry in his podcast. And uh, yeah, it's it's really great. I'm really happy I accept the invitation. So we will talk about podcasting, but about puppetry please welcome in the screen mr cameron garrity hi thank you so hi. much for having me this is great yes so you are full equipped as a podcaster you you're ever more equipped than me i'm just like with my little <laughs> <laughs> well you know what um i'm i'm just doing this from home right now um you know adam uh who i i do the show with adam krutinger um he he's got the real setup um and we usually do it from his his home workshop studio um but because of the the virus I, i've been here since march and this is where uh we've been doing our shows remotely um so but, but everyone's everyone's doing it so yeah we make it work that's the purpose exactly yeah, exactly. and, and I just want to say for the people who are watching, if you want to write down in the below the, the live, where are you from, where are you watching this? It's always fun for Cameron and me to watch the audience where they are. And also if you have any question during the interview and you want to bring it into the, the, the interview, feel free to just shout it out and we will, we will do it and end the live. Yeah, so let's. So, Cameron, could you introduce? I always like to have like a proper introduction for like you. So, could you maybe like bring to us your start into puppetry and and how this passion, how it is for you? Sure. Um, well, I'm. Uh, I, I should probably uh, say that I'm. I'm not a full time puppeteer um but i am a full-time puppeteer in, in my heart um i uh, am a graphic designer by day um which is something that i actually love i love doing graphic design for puppetry when i can uh and and doing things to help support puppeteers and the puppeteers of america and, and all those wonderful things but um i as a puppeteer i host uh co-host i should say uh the puppeteers podcast which is a uh a show that we put out every other week and it's similar to this it's it's um you know long form interviews with um the world's most passionate puppeteers um and we've been doing that for just over two years now uh adam krutinger and i we have a blast doing that and um i also um try to uh do 
puppetry is teaching. Um, I've I've worked at places like Bucks Rock Summer Camp. Um, I've done a lot of artisan residence type things uh, for Damon College and the Albright Knox Art Gallery. And um, there's some cool things coming up at the current place that I'm a graphic designer at uh, that there might be some puppetry work uh, coming into the fold this this next semester. So looking forward to that. Yeah, that's that's cool, and that's true. Like to have a, to combine like art is always part of it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we have a question right there, and you know this. Oh boy, hello, puppeteers! <laughs> it's Adam. <laughs> oh dear lord! <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching? So. Who is Cameron's favorite Muppet? It's, it's ironical, maybe. Uh, he, you know, and um, the Big Bird, Big Bird is my guy. Um, he has long been, um, it's it's since I was, you know, even talking uh, was the character that uh, really kind of captured my interest in the art form. Um, you know, Carol Spinney is probably my favorite. Um, of the the Sesame Street or or Muppet Show, uh, Muppet performers, and uh, it also really ignited my love for full bodied uh, puppet costumes because um, oh. I I love the illusion of a um, of a character that you know is able to just walk around and be a part of the world, um, and you don't see any monitors, you don't see any puppeteers attached to it. Um, you know they could just do these really wonderful things and, and just be this creature that you know exists with us you know it's a, it's a bit of a fantasy uh co coexisting in our real world yeah that's such a, an amazing viewpoint and you're not the first edna yesterday night just bring this admiration towards this this puppeteers of like was doing big bird so I, mm. we need to to search more about that and yeah for sure <laughs> discover more this amazing word of inner puppeteer absolutely yeah so cameron are you ready for the deep question of the puppet podcast <laughs> shoot <laughs> yeah the first one is is always the the juicy one is the why why do you cherish the art of puppetry oh gosh uh there's just so so many reasons um you know for like i just said it's for as long as i can remember puppets have always been a part of of my life um you know on the shows that i watched as a kid um they were the toys that i had um growing up you know that half of my stuffed animals also had a place where you could you know get your hand in there and and bring those dollies to life um you know and as i've i've grown um you know when i was in high school and in college um things like avenue q um, and Warhorse um, came out, and those yeah. just captured new facets of that. Um, I got some really wonderful opportunities throughout college to to study puppetry and to meet um, puppeteers through things like the National Puppetry Conference at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center, um, and through the Puppeteers of America, um, and just also, you know, in in Buffalo, I found uh, where where I live, Buffalo, New York. Um, found a you know some great cohort of of puppeteers and it's um it's like my family now my second it's it's uh, Pam Marciero who I know you've had on your show always says that the the puppetry community is your chosen family um, and so it's just it's this wonderful group of people and um, 
you know, I love working with them. I love talking with them on, on things like puppeteers and um, just even seeing what they're able to do, you know, when I follow them on, on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, any kind of social media. Yeah, you're really a community guy. You really yes. enjoy That's true. The human behind the puppet. And it's really mm -hmm. important. Big time. Yeah. I want to know, like, how, like, did your crush for puppetry happen? Do you have a specific moment you could recall? Uh, no, I, I can't. Uh, only because there, there are so many <laughs> moments, um, you know, and there's there's plenty of things I could point to. Um you know, my my family had gotten me a, a a documentary about the behind the scenes of the all the Muppet shows and Muppet movies, um, and I was doing that much earlier than I think any should have um, necessarily. Um, you know, I remember there were all sorts of behind the scene things on on the Disney Channel uh, growing up because they would show like how they made uh, the Lion King play on Broadway and how they were doing. Um, I remember they showed when they were making Muppet Treasure Island um, and they showed like the scale of all the mugs and stuff for the rats. And it was like, oh, that's so cool because of, you know, a normal coffee mug is like this and then you got the tiny little thing <laughs> for Rizzo um it was so cool but I think from a from a performance standpoint I remember I had a, a Kermit the Frog uh puppet growing up just a little toy thing that the Jim Henson company sold and um I would take it to Christmas parties and my older cousins who were like my my big brothers um I remember being able to ad lib with with them and they were they're just naturally very funny and smart people and i knew that if i could make them laugh that i was doing something right um uh, because they they weren't just giving that up um that, you know if if they were laughing at something it was because they they thought it was funny and i remember that kind of being the you know that when when comedians talk about that that rush that thing that they they're constantly searching for um mm -hmm. that was like oh okay i understand why people do this. And, um, you know, I probably wasn't even performing. I know I wasn't performing Kermit all that well. I wasn't even, you know, necessarily trying to do a, a Kermit voice or character at that point, but it was just, I've got this thing. I get to be hidden, you know, no one has to see cam, but I yeah. can say all these wild things that, uh, you know, 11 or 12 year old wouldn't be able to say to their, their uh, college cousin yeah so cool and and this this answer bring a question right there we have bob and, and it's great that you you have like questions oh bob it, it's a good one like um <laughs> <laughs> do you think oh, yeah. has helped you in terms of podcasting in any way oh sure yeah i mean i don't think um i don't think adam and i would be doing this kind of show if we weren't puppeteers um mm -hmm. i think that's our strength is that we're um we're people who are knowledgeable about it both as people who are are fans of the the things that we're talking about but we also have a knowledge and an understanding of of what that kind of takes and um i i kind of compare our show and maybe you you feel the same way um it's like how Mark Maron's podcast, um, it, he, yeah. it's kind of started off as he was a comedian talking to comedians who were like way bigger than him. 
And um, and I feel like a similar thing for us. We're these two aspiring puppeteers. We kind of have a very small foothold in that community, um, but we're talking to all these these really you know big names and and learning so much from them. Yes, for real. It's it's really a learning sharing process. I really admire all you what you do too. Exactly. Yeah. Right yeah. back at you. <laughs> I want to know, like, in your opinion, what would be the best feel of study to become a puppeteer? Oh, gosh. Um, I, what's not a good field of study for puppetry, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's something that I really love about it, too, is that it's this this all-inclusive art form um, that you can be an excellent writer or an excellent illustrator or craftsperson or actor, and it's all these fields coming together. Um, what, what I could say for me is that um, I, uh, when I was in college, I took an animation course, um, oh. a couple animation courses, um, specifically um, storyboarding um, and being able to, because so much of, of that art form is drawing these, you know, poses. You're not drawing like a real finished product, but you're showing this character and this frame is going to be posed like this and then like this. And you mm -hmm. have to tell that story visually without any words or with very few words. And it gets you very critically thinking about, um, you know, what, what that movement is saying yeah and i think i've been able to take a lot of that into um you know i, I do primarily um muppet style performing as a puppeteer yeah. um so to be able to think about like oh okay this this pose is going to signal this thing i could mentally be thinking about that in my head and looking for it as i'm performing on on a monitor and say oh okay this is right this is this is um communicating the thing that i want to be saying through the through the doll mm -hmm. that's so true and and yeah that's real like the to write storyboard it's it's really linked to puppetry i really that's kind of the first time i saw this connection yeah yeah and that's something uh when adam and i do uh commercials now or short mm -hmm. films we we storyboard everything um because yeah. it's also a great opportunity um if you make a storyboard animatic where you um actually put those um those drawings um into into a short film um you know it's not moving particularly but it's kind of like a slideshow in real yeah. time um you could critique the the final thing before you ever even filmed it mm -hmm. um and what's great about that is then you say okay i you know i know that's where the comedy beat needs to be oh i think we need to add a scene or we need to add a line or change this thing or move it around uh and you spend a lot of time in that um, that R and D when, mm -hmm. um, and you, you figure all that out before you even, you know, commit anything to film. Yes. Yes. It's, it's so cool. That's so great. I want to know also like your definition of a puppet because every puppeteers seems to have his own definition. So what is yours? Sure. Um, you know, I, um, I, and I'm, I'm, a, a bad uh, mentee because uh, Ronnie Burkett, who's a, a dear friend and mentor, has a really excellent definition of uh, what a puppet is, and I should I should be using his, uh, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but I I like to think of it as a vessel for a point of view. Um, it's it's something where um, you you have this this opt this totem 
that you can infuse with whatever thoughts and feelings and languages that you want to be putting out for your audience. And um, it's really wonderful when you have multiple characters, multiple puppets that you can kind of put these different ideas into and you have them converse with each other or converse with your audience. Um, and you're able to show those little bits of yourself. Um, so I think that's a, a really important thing that puppets can do. Yeah, it, it's good. And it's true because also what Ronnie Burke can do, it's really adult puppetry. And it's really yeah. viewpoint and making like the audience grow their viewpoint about like even society. And, and Abs I, absolutely. I agree with this definition. It's, it's deep <laughs> and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's, I think it's helpful for people to think about, um, you know, what, what the potential of that yeah. thing is. Um, you know, it's really easy for us. And I've, I've said even in this interview, you know, oh, you're just wiggling dolls. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's so much more than that. And we need yeah. to have that level of, of respect and admiration for our, our art form. Because if, if we don't have that kind of, um, that reverence for it and that love for it, then I don't know why we would expect any other member of the audience to have, have yeah. that same level of, of, of love for it. Yeah, we set the example as the puppeteer who manipulate. That's so true. Exactly. I agree totally. And <laughs> I want to know if you feel, and, and you have also the podcast viewpoint, do you feel our art is in an ascension right now? Um, you know, I I would like to think so. Um, it's, uh, it's Adam and I talk about this a lot. It's hard when you are, um, you know, we're kind of in our little echo chambers, right? Because all of our social media feeds are are constantly puppet yeah. things. Um, and yeah. it's funny, like when um, you know, if if there's ever big news in the Muppet world, something, I always ask a family member who doesn't have the same kind of social media feed that I do of like, is this has this news made its way into into your normal in, in, into the muggle news type thing? Um and uh, um but no I I think I think it is. Um it's funny I I have this um this theory that just about every Broadway show that I've seen, you know, that that comes to town on on tour um anything that's been written in the last uh 20 years or so i feel like in some way references the lion king um either mm -hmm. visually or they make a joke about it um and i'm talking like you know not just something like shrek um but you know willy wonka has a reference to it um Mean yeah. Girls has some great things that kind of point that way. I, I, I'm convinced even that the Hamilton staircase um, has this, you know, kind of Pride Rock feel to it. Um, mm. I think there are so many instances where you see puppets in these in these spaces, and um, people seem to really respond to it. So I, I, I hope that means that we're we're connecting with a broader audience. I think that's the only way that we're going to continue. Yes, we need to grow and conquer like as we conquer like you said a bit of broadway a bit of and and we keep putting the art forward there yeah yeah well and you know i we um we had mervyn miller on our show um last last spring and um he he wrote this really wonderful book um puppetry and how to do it i had to just 
check the the title. Um, and he made this really great point about it that, um, you know, everybody can sing. You know, you might be a, a bad singer, but, you know, any little kid or anyone in their their car or their shower or whatever is going to la ti da to, you know, their favorite music. And, um, you know, no one ever thinks of that. Like, they shouldn't be doing that because they're not excellent at it. And he says puppeteers have to have that same they have to give people that same level of permission to, you know, put a sock on their hand or to move their pencil in a way that kind of tells a, a story. And it might not be great. It might not be excellent. But as long as they're doing it, then they're thinking about the art form and they'll be more receptive and able to um, to kind of determine what is good puppetry and 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 what's the stuff that people should be focusing on. Yes, it's building the criticism uh, vision. Exactly. Or it's building. Exactly. The... It's yeah. It's training your eye to know. Oh, okay. That's that's the good stuff. That's the not so good stuff. That's the stuff that I really admire and I want to learn more about. Yeah. So cool. I like this this vision of the ascension also, and yeah, and to see that. I I want to ask also the the full potential, like your vision of like the full potential of the puppetry or like the golden age of puppetry oh, like do gosh. you feel we we have something we will reach do you feel we reach it do you feel you have like something in the future um you know it obviously would be great if you know everybody had a, a full comprehension of of puppet history and um you know and did But you know, I something that I really like about um, the times that we're living in, um, you know, is that if, if for you know early two thousands and stuff is is CG imagery uh, was coming into the fold and becoming becoming a thing. Um, you know, there is that great fear in the puppetry and the special effects world, right? Of like, oh my yeah. gosh, they're going to take all our jobs. And for a number of years, you know, the visual effects got better and better and better. Um, but you still, like, if you watch the first Harry Potter movie that, you know, in, in 2001, we were all like, this is amazing, right? Um, you know, you watch that 20 years later and it's like, oh no, that's not really great. But, you know, why is, uh, why does Jurassic Park hold up and it's like it's the things were real they were there yeah. and i think that's something that i really like about things like what the new star wars films are doing or um where the wild things are or there's so many great examples of merging the puppetry effects and what the puppets do best and marrying that with the you know the excellent opportunities that there are in in the world of of computer graphics and stuff and i think the more that we allow the the puppetry community to be open and accepting of these other art forms that could help enhance it and bolster it um that's again going to continue that that ascension mm -hmm. upwards yeah we want the real thing thing in front of us like the real yeah. puppet and yeah and absolutely I, yeah adam just mentioned like you have done a uh, a talk a ted talk mm -hmm. yeah and it's oh, funny that's puppetry. actually this is exactly that's exactly what we're we're talking about um back in 2013 i i did a ted talk um at for tedx buffalo and it was called the power of puppetry and it was it was 
talking just about this, about how um, what's what I love about puppets is that it that fancy that this with us in the real world. Um, uh -huh. The example that I use is, you know, if, um, for instance, if, uh, if, you know, there's a new Toy Story movie that comes out and we've had a, you know, a whole bunch of those uh, when, when Tom Hanks or when they, you know, when Disney promotes the movie on, on the Today Show, Tom Hanks shows up. You know, they don't have Woody show up. Um, and if they did, everyone would be like, oh, OK, that's kind of cute. But like, you know, they've been working on that interview for 10 months because they had to render it and animate it and, and all those things and script it. Um, but when, you know, Kermit comes on the show to, uh, you know, promote the new thing on Disney Plus, he's just there or, you know, he would be if there wasn't a pandemic. Um, and so there's something really wonderful and tangible about yeah. puppets in the real world. And I think I really genuinely think, and I'm not just saying this, that um, you're able to, you you could tell that when a character like Ray in Star Wars is interacting with the real thing, or mm -hmm. um, Luke is really sitting and talking with the Yoda puppet. Um, yeah. There's there's something um, that you you can't describe, but you know it when you see it, when there is that, true contact with the with the physical object yes. being brought to life that's so real and it's real the real world is the real thing <laughs> exactly <best>. exactly <laughs> i love this i want to ask you before i take like we have laurie who asked a question but i want to ask mm. you what is your biggest purpose as a puppeteer um i think at least so far um I think something that I've always tried to do is be an ambassador uh, puppetry to the to the world of people who don't know that much about it. Um, yeah. Through things like my you know my TED talk, through our show Puppeteers, um, even uh, you know my my senior project when I was um, in my undergraduate program at Damon College was a was a puppetry festival, um, the Geppetto mm -hmm. Festival, which was about um, it was not in sort of inward facing puppet festival like we're used to that, you know, puppeteers come from all over, um, you know, the country or an area or, the you know, the world and congregate together. But it's like bringing a couple puppeteers to an area and inviting that community to come and see and learn about puppetry. Um, and I think the more people were able to get excited about it, um, again, it's just it's going to raise that that appreciation. And I think that's kind of something every puppeteer has to do it right. Whether mm -hmm. or not you're you're getting a grant or, um, you know, you're trying to convince someone to come and see your show. But I feel like I've been doing that since I was, you know, watching the Muppet show as a kid in Sesame Street. It's like. Yes, this is why I love. Please, please understand and appreciate why you should love it too. Um, yeah, and you know that's I think something that I have almost thirty years of of doing that for people. But I think that's a a place that I really and it's a it's a self imposed responsibility that I enjoy having um, through through these opportunities of being able to get people excited about the art form true we promote what we do and we we have to to inspire that duty for sure exactly. i will bring the question of laurie it's a, it's a long text oh, sure. but 
uh, it's about your design also. When you design a puppet, do you let your imagination take over mm. or do you sort of rein back by keeping the build process in mind? Like, <laughs> that's kind of uh, a good well, question. I, it's a great question. I don't have to worry about that because Adam builds all my puppets. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not really. But um, no, I... Um, it's you definitely have to think about the logistics and you do that when you're script writing too. Um, you know, mm -hmm. as much as you want to, you know, write rocket ships and, you know, tap dancing numbers and a million puppets and all sorts of different things into your script. You, at the end of the day, you have to think about the logistics of mm -hmm. how are we going to accomplish this thing? Um, I will say when I'm, when I'm thinking about puppet designs for, for something that I'm going to build, um, or even that, you know, I'm going to say, Hey, Adam, can you, can you help me out with this? I am thinking about that practicality and how it can be done. And I, I don't really like over designing mm -hmm. things too much. I think some of the strongest designs are, are the simplest. Um, that's why I love, um, you know, all those early Sesame street designs, you know, where it's a, it's a color of fur and a nose. Um, you know, and, and two very, you know, black and white eyes. And it's, they're, they're gorgeous designs. Um, and something I, I kind of point to people, like, look at, um, you know, what a, what a duck or a cow looks like on Sesame Street versus a duck or a cow on the Muppet Show. Um, they're coming out of the same workshop, but there's something simpler and, um, and more reduced in the Sesame Street design than often on the Muppet Show designs. And I think even that is a really beautiful thing. So I really like to pare down things. Um, and I also just want to say to Lori Everett specifically, I I have your email in my inbox. I have not not responding to you. Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. I am sorry. I will try to get back to you as soon as I can. Um, I feel bad that it's I've been neglecting that. Oh, but it's good. It's, it's the, the place to speak and handle. Exactly, talk. exactly. We are live. So her name, I was like, oh, no, is her question? Why haven't you responded back to my email? Yeah. Um, uh, but sorry. yeah, that, that's great. And and true, the less is more. The expression is also be, can be applied to puppetry. That's yeah. also a good, good thing. I want to know, like, for the last question, Question is, where do you see puppetry in 10 years? Oh, gosh. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm so bad at that kind of thing. Of, yeah, to of, be visionary. Or any of us. I, yeah, I, I just get so focused and bogged down by the current moment sometimes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would like to think uh, that there will be opportunities for um for seeing more puppets in in shows and television um you know uh i realize <laughs> there have been a lot of new muppet series in in our time um yeah. but i i think there's a lot of promise in the new uh, muppets now show and i think um many what's the expression uh, a high tide raises rises all ships um yeah. and i think the the more work that is put out, the more 
people and other puppeteers will get more work. Um, yeah. There's there's new stuff coming out. Um, you know, Helpsters, I, for my money, is the best new puppet show we've gotten in a long time. Um, Elmo's Not Too Late show. And I realize these are all, you know, kind of Sesame or, or Muppet properties, but even um, what they're doing with the Fred Rogers Company um, with the new show there. And there's, um, there's just a lot of really great projects. And I hope Again, the more that people see that, um, the more it will elevate other puppeteers and other new voices to be able to create their own stuff. Mm, that's so much a good, like philanthropic statement. That's so good. Yeah. We we wish that for the future. Mm -hmm. And I want to to maybe see and bring you to the screen some puppets. Do you have like one ready yeah, on the side? I, I do. Um, Actually, uh, it's a marionette that I built um, last summer uh, with some of Adam's help, as well as um, I finished it up at the, the O'Neill Puppetry Conference with help from um, people Maybe like John Little and Kurt Hunter. Yeah. There. Oh, it's, but, it's, um, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's this little, little bit of fur. Um, there's some hooping in there it's a simple marionette there's only one two three four five six strings to uh -huh. it so it's it's fairly simple uh but what was cool about the performance that i did with it is that um it was actually uh her and i were dancing together oh. and there were some really great um it's i'm a little out of practice with it but there's some really wonderful movements and stuff that she could do these really elegant oh. with a little dip and some other things um, just by, uh, you know, moving a few little things, um, gravity takes takes hold and is able to do some, some great stuff. And um, yeah, I, I want just to bring you the full screen, just people could see. Oh, sure. Great. Yes. Okay, so just a second, I remove my... So, so yeah, and what's cool about it, uh, I'll get a little closer to the camera too, is that um you know it's it's really just that styrofoam head that we paper macheed um nice and simple uh it's just some some muppet fur that we got from puppet pelts uh some dowels for the hands and um what was kind of an ingenious thing that uh that hurt and, and uh and john will help me out with was this uh this dowel up here on the controls, which allow the hands to kind of be out at this sort of wider neutral, because otherwise they would be like right under the nose because of how gravity in the control works. So, um, yeah, really happy with yes. with it. And um, so cute. Yeah, it was. A she nice dance. Little... She don't talk. Does she talk? No, I was actually the the piece that she was for. Um, I was singing to her. Oh wow! Um, it was a little, uh, like I said, song and dance number. It was terrifying to do because I don't usually uh, as a human, but um, the the story called for it. So you do what you do. Yeah, you have to do what what the puppets brings you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Cameron. Absolutely. It's Thank you. This was really great. Yeah, I get a blast to just chat with you and about podcasting. So if people want to see more of your work or where they can find it. 
Uh, so all of my uh, work can be found at either camgarity.com. Um, I'm on all the social media things as at camgarity. Uh, and then our, our podcast is Puppeteers Podcast. Uh, you could go to puppeteers.com. Uh, we have some really uh, big things coming up to help support the, the Puppeteers of America uh, that we're going to be doing this fall uh, that we're really excited for. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, all the social media for that is Puppeteers at Tears Pod um, on any of the social media things. Thank you so much. So we, we will write down below all of this. And yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time and your passion. And keep spreading the puppet power around. <laughs> Same to you. Yeah, yes. we got to stick together. Yeah. So stay there. I will just do the conclusion and we could talk after. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for watching. It was, again, an amazing podcast. We are at 56. My God, so much great interview. And I want just to let you know again, we have this workshop coming on Friday night tomorrow. It's tomorrow at 7. So for our Patreon members, feel free to just sign up. The link is in the description and it's the Swazzle team. It's about the mouth palettes, quality mouth palettes. It will be so interesting. So ask questions, send us an email if you have any other question about the, the Patreon, the, our YouTube channel or projects. We are really uh, welcome for a lot of new stuff so everyone i will wish you an amazing evening stay safe and yeah next week we have other episodes of the puppet podcast so stay tuned and let's share the good practice of puppetry so have a good evening see you learn how to get your first 1000 youtube subscribers join our patreon page now link in the description mm -hmm.